So here's Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, and this is what it says. It says, but seek first. Everyone say first. That's a good church right there, all right? Seek first. Uh, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And his righteousness. Isn't it kind of funny how you like memorize a scripture verse and then you kind of like in your mind you, you, you avoid things? Like you don't, I don't know. It's like, it's like seek Jesus first and all these things will be added unto us. But what about this little statement and his righteousness? Sometimes we don't understand it so we skip over it. And that's okay to do as well. But we have to ask those why questions like why are the Eagles in the Super Bowl? Like we have to ask these kind of questions. It is super important to ask. I, I saw that. I'm sorry. You know. Uh, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Let's pray over this message. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. Father, we pray for, uh, man, not just information today. Father, I pray for revelation. It's going to change our lives. The Father, I pray, may a nugget leave here today and go into our, our, our homes. Father, go into our, our prayer time. Father, I pray that may the words that are spoken today begin to set revival in our hearts and our souls that's going to impact generations to come. Father, we thank you. We praise you. Go Chiefs. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen, amen and amen. And uh, football is fun in this city because everyone's a fan of somebody else except the Raiders, you know? And, and so very interesting. And last uh, Sunday, uh, Pastor Lindsay and Levi skyrocketed out of here and they were on the side lines of the Pro Bowl, and Levi came back home, and he go, I got an autograph, and I'm like, from who, like Travis Kelsey, or Kittle, or who, I'm trying to name names, uh, Derek Carr, you know, he goes, no, I, he signed my cheese hat, Snoop Dogg, I said, okay, that's a good role model right there, huh, so if Levi comes to church, like, I love Jesus, you know, we'll, we'll have to talk. Um, I remember being in, uh, uh, I played football as well in high school, and uh, I was actually a, uh, like a varsity, a starting varsity as a sophomore and on the football team, and love sports, and football, wrestling, track, and golf, and all these different things, but I remember, I was looking back on when I was becoming more serious with my relationship with Jesus. There was a, a moment in my life where I accepted him as my Lord and my Savior, instead of borrowing something salvation from my mom and my dad. It wasn't, it wasn't their God. He was now my God. And so I was trying to do all that I know uh, to tell people about Jesus. How many, you remember when you first get saved, you're like, I got to tell everybody, you know, and you're telling the bus driver, you're telling the neighbor, you're telling everybody about Jesus. Why did we lose that? I don't know. And so I'm telling everybody about Jesus. I'm trying to do a Bible study. I'm opening the Bible up. And I had a big Bible too. You didn't get a little one. You know what I mean? That, that was a switchblade. You got the big one. And I was reading my Bible to my friends at the cafeteria tables. And, and, but one area I felt like religion didn't mix was with sports. And so I remember one time I said, you know what? I'm going to be brave. And I went to my coach and I said, coach, it's Wednesday. And he said, yeah. And I said, can I get off practice early to go to church? And my coach looked at me and said, church? I said, yeah. Is that okay? Can I have permission to, to leave practice and go to church? And he went, go to church? What time? I gave him the time. He said, okay. 
And so I didn't know what to do. And I said, thanks, coach. And went into practice and you know, all these different things and practice. And I remember we all took a knee and coach was talking to us. And I was looking at the clock. And I was going, I need to leave. But how do I get out of here? I need like a permission slip. Like, I need permission uh, to leave this practice. How many like a good permission slip, right? Like a permission slip where someone writes you a doctor's note, and a doctor's note or permission slip gives you permission to go to get out of a circumstance, right? Or a permission slip helps, gives you permission to leave your current situation and get out of something. Come on, somebody. And so I remember my coach, I was saying he's talking about football, and then he goes, Bosma. And I was like, oh, yeah, coach. And he goes, isn't it time? And I was like, yeah, yeah, coach, it's time. And he goes, okay, you can go to church. And so I stood up, my entire team looks at me, and I was just like, hey. And all of a sudden my coach goes, and if anyone else doesn't want to go to hell, can go with him. Yeah. If anyone else that doesn't want to go to hell could go with him. And I was like, you got permission, you know. And no one came with me. But the title of my talk today is Permission Slip. It's Permission Slip. It's Permission Slip. The title of my talk today, I'm getting there, is Permission Slip. I, I want to really encourage you, encourage every single one of us today. I want to encourage Anissa, Lakeisha, Diana, the Lot family, Elizabeth, Martha, Marion, Carolyn, Emmanuel, Victoria, all watching online, all those that are watching, even across the, uh, the, the globe. I want to challenge every single one of us today. You have permission. You have a permission slip with, with your name on it. And, and your permission slip is not just, not just to get out of one circumstance so you can leave and go into another circumstance. But I really want to challenge you today that we have permission to be righteous. Yes. We have permission to be righteous. And, and, and I love this. In Proverbs chapter 11, it says, It all goes well with the righteous. When it all goes well with the righteous, a city rejoices. A city rejoices. Look at Turkey. Like Turkey, my prayer is through the hope and the sorrow and the sadness, that country will eventually be able to rejoice because the righteous are in, in order. The righteous are here. We're there to bless them. We're there to be a hope and a love for them. But when the wicked perish, there are shouts of gladness. By the blessing of the upright, a city is exalted. What does that mean? That means Avenue Church should be able to bless Sin City. Avenue Church should be a blessing to our city. I am so sick and tired of hearing what we're against. How about, let's, let's cheer on what we're for. We're for the gospel, and that means every name eventually is going to bow down to Jesus Christ. And so we're going to be hoping healing to our city. We're going to be hoping healing to our city. But there's kind of a stigma that I believe that comes with righteousness. That kind of the stigma is like, oh, you're righteous. Is this just me, or, you know, or have I been in church too long, you know? Like sometimes there's a stigma of like maybe righteous means you're judgmental. Or maybe righteous means, oh, you're better than I am. Or, or, or maybe if you're brand new today and you're going, a righteous talk oh, of all the things, you know. At least it ain't money, amen. Come on, somebody. But it's a righteous talk and, oh, man, are they, am I going to feel condemned? Am I going to feel put down today? But here's what righteous means. Righteousness Righteousness, hold on, I gotta look at things back here. Righteousness, let's go back. Righteousness, good job. Righteousness is the fiber that holds society, religion, and family together. 
I want you to catch how important righteousness really is. There's an, there's an attack on righteousness because I believe righteousness has some, more, some importance. Therefore, righteousness denotes the fulfilled expectations in relationships between man and wife, parents and children, fellow clients, employer and employee, merchant and customers, ruler and citizens, God and man. There is something about seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Zechariah chapter 8 gives us kind of a, a clue. It says, thus the Lord of hosts, behold, I will save my people from the east country, from the west country, and I will bring them to dwell. This is God's fulfillment of relationship. God wants to save us, and then God wants to bring us in, and he wants to have a relationship with us. In the midst of Jerusalem, they shall be my people, and I will be their God in faithfulness and in righteousness. Are you okay if I teach today? I'm going to be a teacher today. I'm going to do my best. All right, I wore a jacket at least. I don't know what this is, but, but so this is what it means. It means God is righteous, and all of God's actions are righteous. Second Chronicles said, God is righteous. Seek first the kingdom and God's righteousness. And all of God's actions are righteous. Um, one of his greatest actions that, that was righteous was God sent his one and only son to die on a cross for us. I think that's pretty good news for today. And Jesus, before he got water baptized, he kind of gives a, a little clue of what's to come. And Jesus came from Galilee to Jordan to, be, to John the Baptist to be baptized him. John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you. Like, I am, not, like my, I, don't, I am not righteous enough, Jesus. And Jesus answered him, but let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus said, I am on a journey. I have purpose. And what I'm about to do is die on the cross for the sins of all. And I'm going to resurrect later on, three days later. Why? To fulfill all righteousness. I love this. The more I'm studying, the more I'm seeing this. And so John the Baptist goes, fine. John the Baptist dips him in water. All of a sudden, the Spirit of God shows up, descends on him like a dove. And he says, this is my beloved son whom I am well pleased. And so we look at righteousness, and this is what I believe we're trying to do in our, in our walk with Jesus. I mean, I'm trying to do right, and, and, and I'm trying to, you know, not to say the things I'm supposed to say. And I'm, I'm trying not to think the things I'm not supposed to think. I'm, I'm trying not to look at the things I'm not supposed to look. And I'm, I'm just trying this, 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 this righteous life because that is now the, the fulfillment of righteousness, I guess. And God is righteous, and, and his acts are righteous. And, and because of his righteous act, I can live a righteous life. And so now I have permission to be righteous, and so I need to do all these things, but well, here's what happens. It all becomes about behavioral modification, not heart transformation. Yeah. It all becomes about what, what I do in order to earn God's righteousness. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Simply, we just, we just can't earn it. We can't earn it. We can't earn God's righteousness. We can't earn it. I, I wish. I mean, like, I wish there's, there's things I could do. Like, God, I come to church every Sunday. Okay, once a month, Lord, I come to church. Lord, I, I pray and read my Bible every other day, you know. And what happens is 
instead of achieving God's righteousness or trying to earn his righteousness, we fall into condemnation. But when we try to earn it, and sometimes in the local church I've seen that we feel like we've gotten pretty successful in earning God's righteousness. And see, a righteousness that is earned, a righteousness that is earned is called self-righteousness. If I can earn it, that it's my righteousness. It's something that I did. It is something that I tried to achieve. We see this in the Bible with the Sadducees and the Pharisees. You know those, those that have self-righteousness that actually crucify Christ? Yeah. And here's what self-righteousness. Self-righteousness is when we bring before Jesus the sin of others while we are overlooking and denying our own sins. Wow. That's what self-righteousness is. Where we say, oh, look at that. Look at this person. Did you hear? Sometimes we channel or funnel our self-righteousness through prayer. You need to pray for so-and-so because they're just pretty messed up. And so we cannot earn it, but we also, we can receive it. So I can't earn it, and this boggles the mind of many of us, I can't earn it, but I can receive it. Romans chapter 3, verse 21, it says, But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law. Although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. There is no distinction for all have sinned and we all fall short of the glory of God. But we are justified by his grace as a gift. By what Jesus did on the cross, God put forward as a propitiation <laughs> by his blood to be received yeah. by faith. I said a big word, everybody. What Jesus did on the cross allows me to receive righteousness. I have permission to be righteous. I have permission to receive righteousness. And I believe with all my heart, as I teach today, I'm gonna to try, I'll get my preach on sometime here, but as I preach today, somebody's gonna to have permission today to say, you have permission to receive God's righteousness. You have permission to receive God's righteousness. Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. Let's just take out this word for a moment and seek first his righteousness. Seek the kingdom of heaven, seek his righteousness. Seek the kingdom of heaven, seek his righteousness. Hosea chapter 10 says the very same thing. Sow for yourselves righteousness. Reap steadfast love. Break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord. What happens if I seek the Lord? That he may come and reign. Come on, everybody. Come and reign righteousness upon us. And so when I seek God, he's going to reign his righteousness on me. And so I love this commentary right here. Commentary says to seek his righteousness means to seek to live as God requires. If I seek his righteousness, then it's not on my terms. It's really on God's terms. It's really I have to obey what God says, but truly seek these first calls for total loyalty and commitment. It means to turn to God first for help, to fill our thoughts with his desires, to take his character for our pattern, and to serve and obey him in everything. How many know if I seek something, I'm going to find typically what I'm seeking 
If you come into this church and you're seeking to find something wrong with this church, you will find something wrong with this church. And if you do, email me, Lorenzo at avenuechurch.cc. Okay? Email me at Lorenzo. Lorenzo, you know. Because what you seek after, what you ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and it will be opened to you, for everyone who asks will receive. My challenge for you today, you may have permission to seek his righteousness. Yeah. We have permission to seek his righteousness. Good. Now, I could like close out right here, we'd be like, good, good. Good word. I like that. Righteousness. Yeah. What pastor, what pastor Jeremy talk about today? Righteousness. But what is God's righteousness? How do I seek after it? How do I receive it? Ah, I love Second Timothy. It says this. All scripture is breathed out by God and it's profitable. So how do I seek God's righteousness? It's all right here. Seek God and for, for all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. I don't know if you've ever seen this before, but I've never, I was like, oh, it was always there. It was for, it's for reproof, but, and it's for, for correction. It's, it's sharper than any double-edged sword, but right here is God's righteousness. Yeah. So if I'm going to seek God's righteousness, then I'm going to read and seek what his word says. What his word says. Um, I've been doing this thing for about 20 years in ministry, and, and a lot of times, and I, I, am, I, I, I have done this myself, where I say, God, I, I really need an answer from you. Lord, I, I, need, to, I need you to speak to me. Lord, I, I once said this one time, Lord, I need you to speak to me like the burning bush of Moses. How many are you talking about, right? Lord, like, like, Lord, I need you to, I've, sometimes I even do, uh, um, um, I do uh, breathe out Christian karaoke. I go, Lord, give me a word, you know, like, like, Lord, I just need something. And it's like, Judas hung himself. Not that one. I don't want that one. I don't want that word, Lord. I need I need something real good in here, you know what I'm talking about? Jesus wept. That's not a good one, you know. Because sometimes there's danger in doing Christian karaoke, right? Unread, unread. But sometimes we go, you know, I am praying and asking for God to speak to me about this area in my life, or I'm praying for God to, to, to tell me about this. And I, I had a revelation the other day that a lot of times God doesn't need to repeat what is already written, what has already yes. been said. He doesn't need to repeat what he already said. So if I'm training in righteousness, I'm going to seek his righteousness, but a lot of times we don't need God to repeat what has already been said. So we say, Pastor, I, I mean, like, like, break it down for me, Pastor. So if I say, you know, uh, I, I don't feel like going to church today. Well, if I open up in the Bible and it says, don't forsake the assembly of, of believers. And so is, is that good? So what does that really mean, Lord? Or maybe we're praying about tithing and giving and we say, I don't give my church uh, 10%. That's crazy. That's out of control. God, you tell me if I should give. And God says, Malachi chapter 3, right. 
It's right in here in his word. If we get God, I don't know, I mean, I'm not married yet, but uh, uh, maybe I'm going to maybe move in to kind of make ends meet. Lord, what do you think? And God's going, I don't know if that's a good idea. What does it say in God's word? I don't know about drinking. What about drinking? And we can do this and that. We, gotta, we have to ask God to train us in righteousness. Train us in righteousness. Like this morning, I was kind of excited to preach, but as the day, a little, you know, as, as it got closer to this pulpit, I, I, I wasn't as excited to preach because this isn't necessarily a rah-rah message. This is a message where we say, man, your word is, really is darker than any, uh, is, is sharper than any double-edged sword. But I've come to learn that his word is training me for righteousness. Second like Timothy, some, here's some righteous scriptures to flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, pursue faith, pursue love, pursue peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies. You know that they breed quarrels, and the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, be kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. And I want you to see this one-liner right here, this one-liner right here. Along with those who call on the Lord with a pure heart. Along with those who are pursuing God's righteousness. That's why i got to have a shameless plug. Today's a great day to sign up for small groups. Today's a great day to just simply do life with those that are pursuing righteousness. You know how freeing it is for two individuals? Yes, we make mistakes. Yes, we screw up. Yes, we're, we're uh, you know, listening to our emotions and our feelings instead of God's word, and we make mistakes. But you know how freeing it is to link arms with someone who's been there, done that? You know how freeing it is to do life with someone who is pursuing God's righteousness that isn't, uh, uh, you know, trying to earn their own self-righteousness? And so we got groups happening all over the city, but also take it another step, we have rooted groups taking place as well. And I want you, I double dog dare you, take 10 weeks in a rooted group. 10 weeks in a rooted group. Hi, babe. 10 weeks in a rooted group. Because you know what root is going to do? Root is going to train you in righteousness. I'm the, like Pastor Lindsay Knight, we are the pastors of this church, and, it, and Rudy was training me in righteousness. Because friends, you may be OG Christians, but there's just things we forget. And so Rudy will take you from consumer all the way down to a compeller. And so take those 10 weeks and join Rudy. But Romans chapter 3, verse 21, says there is no distinction. All have sinned and all fall short of glory to God. We are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood. But I love this word right here. It's what I want to touch on in just a moment. Is that we are justified. Yeah. You know, a lot of times, if you're self-righteous, we'll try to justify our self-righteousness. We'll try to say things and do things to say, well, I mean, this is why I'm doing this, because I'm trying to justify my actions. Can I just tell you, that's an exhausting way to live. But there's true freedom in Christ Jesus. And so when we receive 
his righteousness. We are now what the Bible calls justification. Yeah, I love the word justification because I learned this years ago, but justification really means just as if I never sinned. That's justification. That's justification. You can clap right there. No one wants to. But we have permission to believe that we are justified by faith. We have permission to believe that we are justified by faith. In John chapter 8, this is what I'm going to close with today. It says, early in the morning, he came again to the temple. This is Jesus. All the people came to him, and he sat down, and he taught them. He was training them in righteousness. Yeah. And so Jesus was teaching them, and it says, the scribes and the Pharisees, they brought a woman who had been caught in adultery. They placed her in the midst of Jesus, and they said to him, teacher, this woman has been caught. This woman has, was doing this or that. She was screwed up. She messed up. We caught her. Now, in the law, this is, this is you know, God, Jesus came to fulfill the law, but Moses commands us to stone such women. So what do you say? And a lot of times when we approach someone who is self-righteous, we try to cast other people's sins down while ignoring our own. And so Jesus, he bends down to the ground, and he begins to write. He begins to write on the ground. I've heard many sermons about what is he writing on the ground. As your pastor, I'm going to tell you, I have no idea. Like, was he writing their sins? Was he writing the, the law of Moses, some other areas? Was he writing avenuechurch.cc? I have no idea what he was writing. But he wrote on the ground, and when they heard it, excuse me, I think I skipped the scripture. But Jesus said, he who without sin may cast the first stone. If no one else has sin, you can cast the first stone. There's some people in our church that come to mind, they'd be like, boop. I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. You know? <laughs> They're pretty good. But as Jesus went back to doodling on the ground, because if you don't have any sin, you know what he's really saying? If your self-righteousness is greater than God's righteousness, go ahead. Go ahead. If you're without fault, if, 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 if all have sin, fall short of the glory of God doesn't pertain to you, go right ahead. It goes back down to the ground. And then it says this, beginning when they heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the older ones first. There is... There is some wisdom in this older generation. Because the older started and said, yeah, clearly I got caught up. Yeah, clearly I got carried away. And they took, they took charge. Can I even just say, this not even in my notes, but this, 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 this older generation, you need to stop folding your arms and going, what's wrong with this? Tic-tac, TikTok, Instagram, my face gram. Kids are out there shaking their body parts and they're doing this and that. I want to tell you, older generation, I need you to lead. And I need you to show them what righteousness looks like. 
to say, man, it is, we are saved by grace through faith. That's my secret sauce. So the oldest started and the youngest, they put down their stones and walked away. When Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him, Jesus stood up and he said, where are they? Where are they? And he says this, has no one condemned you? She said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. I want you to go and from now on, sin no more. Go from now on, sin no more. Maybe I said something today and you went, oof. Oh, pastor. Ah, that's, that's me. Ah, oh. You what Jesus will tell you? You're not condemned. But Jesus is saying, I want you to get up. I want you to go. I want you to sin no more. You want to sin no more. I'm going to take a step further. Go now on, righteous. Go, now on, be righteous. Romans chapter 3 says, we were made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. I cannot earn it, but I can receive it. But I receive it by believing it. It is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. Doesn't matter what you look like, doesn't matter your background, your path, it does not matter. For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's God's glorious standard. Yet God, in His grace, freely makes us right in His sight. You are righteous in God's sight. He did this through Jesus Christ when He freed us from the penalty of our sins. I really believe this is the message for for the majority of the room today. Today, we have permission to be righteous. We have permission. I'm going to take it a step further. We have permission to live holy. We have permission to live holy. You have permission to tell those in your life, hey, I'm a hot mess. I'm doing the best I can. I want to live holy. You have permission to let the world know that you are righteous in the sight of God. We have permission to be a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. We have permission. The reason why I don't want to yell and shout today because I in no way, shape, or form want to manipulate or twist someone's arm today. But we have, we have permission to be light in a very dark place. Yes. We have permission to say, no, 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 no. My body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. We have permission today to say, no, this is hard, but God is so good to me. And so I'm going to listen to what God's word says. And I'm going to mess up. And I'm going to screw up. But I'm not condemned, for there is freedom in Christ Jesus. Friends, we have permission. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We have permission, friends. Going back to my football coach, my my life changed when he said, you go to church, anyone else doesn't want to go to hell can go with him. 
No one followed me that day, but you know, to this day, 20 some years later, I still get Facebook messages and text messages from high school acquaintances, didn't even know who they are, and they go, you're a pastor, right? I go, how are you? I haven't heard from you in like a thousand years. And they go, my life's falling apart. Will you pray for me? One guy said, I know you hear from God. Will you pray with me? And I never go, where were you? What's your deal? I said, of course. Of course. Because friends, I don't have, there's, there's, there should never, it comes up sometimes. There should never be an ounce of self-righteousness. And I saw in a commentary this week, Pharisees and Sadducees, they throw her to the feet of Jesus. And they're upset because they're, they're going, Jesus, you're telling everybody that they can have what we've been trying to get. That you're upset that, that, that man, just by believing in Jesus, they're righteous. And so they were angry with Jesus. They were frustrated with him. And this broke me this week because in their anger at Jesus, they made her life cheap. And they said, come on, what are you going to do about her? Church, listen to me. In our workplaces, in our homes, when we look at what our city's doing, when we look at Grammys and television and all those different things, we should never make anyone's life cheap. But we should be the ones that say, man, there is a better way, and his name is Jesus. There's a better way, and his name is Jesus. There's a better way, and his name is Jesus. I'm not any better than you. I'm just a sinner who's saved by grace, by faith. So will you stand with me, please? I'm going to pray with you this morning. And we'll see, 11 o'clock, we'll, we'll all try to have some more fun. For Proverbs chapter 11, says, when it goes well with the righteous, a city rejoices. Church, our city should be thrilled that Avenue Church exists. Our city should rejoice that Avenue Church exists. The workplace should rejoice that you're walking in today. They're going to say, Alita, I am so glad you work at this hospital. My goodness, if you weren't here, Alita, my goodness, I have to lean on Robin, you know. Robin works at this hospital too, my goodness. My good, wherever you work at, man, my friends at Teen Challenge, my goodness, I'm so glad you're in this program. Because I don't know what I would do without Teen Challenge. Man, I don't know what I would do without my workplace. I rejoice because it's going well with you. Our city should rejoice. We're going to show our city what it's like to be trained in righteousness. Man, we're going to make righteousness fun again. We're going to make it, can I say popular? Is that weird? Is that weird to say? We're going to make righteousness like trendy. Like I am, like it's weird when I am, when I receive and seek after God's righteousness, my life improves. Doesn't make everything go away. Doesn't make the storms go away. But may I have a blueprint for my life because my God is righteous and his acts are righteous. So he wants me to be righteous.
we bow heads, close your eyes for just a moment. Worship team, will you just begin to sing that song for me? And dear Heavenly Father, I just pray by the power of your Holy Spirit, the Father, I pray, help us to receive your righteousness today. The Father, I pray, I just sense there's condemnation all over this room. And so, Father, I thank you that there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. That today, by your Spirit, God, I ask you, hand out permission slips to every single person today. Give them permission to be righteous. Give them permission to be holy. You pass them define your presence. So Father, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, help us to understand your word. Father, help us to get plugged into a small group. Help us to get rooted in our faith, Jesus. God, help us to take the risk of opening our lives up to others. Father, help us to pursue righteousness, Father. Help us to love justly, to live mercifully. Now, Father, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Give us permission today. Give us permission today. The same way Jesus was baptized. God, you said, this is my son. I am well pleased. And so Jesus, give us permission today. In Jesus' name. If you're in this room today, you say, I want to accept Jesus as my Savior. I thought, Pastor, I'm so sorry. I thought I I had to earn it. And if that's you today, I just want you to close your eyes and I want you to ask Jesus to come into your heart. And today I'm not going to ask for hands. Today I'm not going to pray a prayer. Because I believe God's going to do something pretty important in your heart. So wherever you're at, ignore your neighbor, ignore me. I want you to say, Jesus, thank you for saving me. Thank you for permission to receive the free gift of salvation, the free gift of righteousness. I am righteous. I am righteous.